You are listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast, an honest and non-judgmental discussion on faith in God and the doubts we often have, why it's sometimes difficult to trust God, and how we can know with a surety that He loves us. This show centers on strengthening and rebuilding our faith after loss, tragedy, or when coming to Christianity from a non-Christian or pseudo-Christian worldview. Now, here is your host, Gene Curl. Hello and welcome to this episode of Recovering Faith Podcast. Today, I have special guests, Tyler and Sevy Davison, who, um, Tyler is the youth pastor at my church, and uh, the Davisons are going to go on a mission to Japan, and so uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, first off, when we start off, uh, why don't you guys introduce yourself, tell a little bit about yourself, and how you met. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm Tyler. Um, thanks for having us on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, I uh, mostly grew up here in uh, Webb City, Missouri. So um, the church building that we're sitting in right now, uh, uh, Wellspring Church, uh, I drove by here every day uh, for high school uh, to go to high school at, uh, at Webb City. And uh, but anyway, that's, that's kind of where I come from. Um, I'm Still currently a student at Ozark Christian College in Joplin, Missouri. I've uh, been working here at Wellspring Church as the youth minister for um, almost two years now. It'll be two years in just a couple weeks. Um, February 17th, I think, will be, mark two years uh, for me being here um, at the church. So uh, that's kind of what I do. Um, Sevi and I were preparing to uh, move to Japan, and I'll let her say a little bit about herself and then I can kind of share how we met so yeah so I'm Sevi um, I go to Missouri Southern I'm graduating in May and also to Ozark Christian College um, doing their bivocational Christian ministry degree um, I work at Midwestern Interactive doing web and app design um, yeah that's that's pretty much sums me up yeah <laughs> so we've been married for um, two and a half years now, yeah. um, going on three years um, in um, August, but we've been together for uh, five, almost six years, also be six years in August. So uh, we met in high school um, through mutual friends. We're from kind of um, rival high schools, um, Webb City and, and Carl Junction, but um, people from our two high schools kind of hung out and stuff. and. Um, Sevy was friends with one of my friends in high school, and that's kind of how we met and uh, probably knew each other for about, I don't know, probably eight months or so, um, and then uh, and then we started dating, and um, I went to Southwest Baptist University for a year in Bolivar, Missouri, and she was still in high school, so, um, but after um, my year there, we both went to Ozark Christian College. Um, and we were there for a year before we got married, and and so yeah, this is our our third year of marriage, and that's kind of how we met. But uh, it's a bit of a longer story, but for <laughs> for brevity's sake, that's the that's the gist of it. So. Okay. And before we get on with it, uh, what convinced you to actually give him a chance and go out with him? <laughs> oh man, he's always been a looker. <laughs> but Tyler has this very. Um, quiet confidence about him that I've always been drawn to so 
Yeah, but uh, it was it was nice when she she said yes to <laughs> to going out with me. So um, she she's definitely helped me to grow in in uh, in lots of ways. So I'm uh, very very blessed to have her as as my wife. So and you're not too bad looking. Yourself, <laughs> so. so so why Japan? Why Japan? That's a great question. Um, you want to start? I'll let you start. It'd be better for you yeah. to start. So I can kind of do a very brief overview, and then Tyler's really the numbers guy. Um, but Japan is less than 1% Christian out of the 126 million people that live there. And so they are considered an unreached people group, which people are very surprised to hear actually, because you know, they're very well off. They have everything that they could possibly want, but they don't have the one thing that they need, which is the gospel, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. So. Yeah. Um, so that's the short of it. Like there, there's uh, an extreme lack of churches. There's a uh, extreme lack of, of a gospel presence. Um, in the nation of Japan, and uh, you know, so there's there's the side of, there's the logistical side of it and the statistical side of like why Japan, and you know, and that is like the some of the t- statistics that um, that we could share and, and Sevi just shared. But um, I think some of what you're asking is like why why Japan for us, yes. you know, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and that really gets into like both of our stories, I guess. Yeah. And at least for me, um, you know, it has to do with, um, I, th- I think, just a, a longing to see um, unchurched people, uh, to see um, non-Christians, to see um, atheists and, and people of other religions um, seriously interact with the gospel message and contemplate it for themselves, for its uh, truthfulness. Um, and, and to really make it a decision um, about who Jesus Christ is uh, based off of off a, um, a just a, a pure, simple um, proclamation of the gospel truth um, that that God loves um, loves the world so much that that he gave his son um, to die uh, uh, as a uh, substitutionary sacrifice for, um, our sins, so that we would not ourselves bear um, the penalty and burden of our own sins, but instead that that burden and that penalty was put on to uh, Christ the Son, and through His sacrifice on the cross and through faith in Him, uh, we we can have the forgiveness of sins and have a, a righteous standing with God, that we can um, have peace with God. Um, and the people of Japan, like they don't have peace with their God. They don't have peace with their creator. And so just as that um, that longing within myself to see um, people uh, interact with the gospel, to hear the, hear the gospel message um, for, for evangelism, um, there's, there's a lot of great places on earth to go and do that. One is your own, own community, um, but, but a place where there are not many Christians who are sharing the gospel is, is Japan. Um, and so uh, probably about a year ago now, um, we started seriously considering uh, what it would be like for us to um, 
uproot ourselves and to move to um, move to Japan and uh, to work with Mustard Seed Network and uh, to plant churches there um, with them. So um, we started processing that together, praying through that together um, in uh, July, end of July, beginning of August of 2019. Um, we went on a trip together um, to Japan for about nine, ten days and um, visited some of the uh, some of the churches that are there um, with Mustard Seed Network and and really um, did a lot of I guess research while we were there into uh, the network that we were um, looking at joining and, and partnering with and um, and while we were there uh, we uh, visited Tokyo for a couple of days it's the largest city in the world 37 million people uh, live in the city of Tokyo which uh, the state of California has 39 and a half million people. Uh, so you're talking about one city having roughly the same population as the largest state population wise in the United States. And we went up into what's called the sky tree um, in Tokyo. And in the sky tree, it's the tallest structure in all of Japan. And you're able to have a 360 degree view um, of the Tokyo metropolitan area. And so literally as far as the eye can see in every direction there's nothing but buildings and each one of those buildings represents um, people and in each of those people have um, stories just like um, we do just like you know uh, anybody that's listening to this podcast does um, they have stories but what lacks in their story is someone who um, shared the gospel with them for me that was my uh, my family who took me to church, uh, for Sevi, that was um, uh, her her parents who took her to church and, and shared the gospel with her. And um, Gene, I, I don't even know who, who was the first one to, well, you went on to, um, the first time you heard the gospel was, was driving around a, a church group. The first time I heard the actual gospel, I mean, I grew up being preached to mm-hmm. in my, but um my family is religious, but what I was being shared with wasn't the actual gospel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I, and then I, fell in with the Mormon cult for a while, and then 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 I lost all faith and was atheist for a while before before God put me with the right people in my life, and they were able to share the gospel with me. Yeah. But uh, so thing you mentioned, your family shared the gospel with you, but you know what did your family and especially your parents think? when you told them that you were going to be moving to Japan. You tell about your parents real quick. Yeah, we'll start with my parents. So when we got back from our trip, um, you know, we had, we were anticipating these conversations, um, a little nervous about them. And so we had talked with my parents and my dad was like, why did you guys even come home? Like you should just stay there. And so just a lot of, excitement from that side of the family um and just support and uh they they've raised us to send us out and so um this is the time that has come to send us out um but tyler's family they reacted a little bit different um do you want to share about that yeah and just to to provide some context for everybody listening to this um you know, you might be thinking, well, they've been talking about Japan. They're going to Japan, but like for how long? How long? You know, 
what yeah. are they what are they going to be doing there um the the bottom line is is like we're we're moving to japan for an extended period of time like we'll be there initially for at least uh five to seven years um with the chance of staying much much longer um even than that um and we'll be working with uh mustard seed network to uh, plant churches in some of the major cities of japan of over a million people so when we move we'll move to um, tokyo and we'll we'll do language school there and um and we'll be a part of the church plant that's just about to start um at the beginning of march this year we'll um we'll be we'll be helping out uh there initially and then and then we'll go from there we'll we'll see what's going to happen but so when we come home from our trip um that we went on this last summer we're telling our parents hey we're going to move to japan for at least five to seven years and minimum it takes about 18 19 20 hours to get from southwest missouri over to japan um and so that, that's a long ways away. You know, you got to get on several planes to get over there, um, at least one or two, depending on where you leave from. And uh, it's expensive to get over there and, and stay there and get back and everything else. So that just means distance and separation between us and our family. Um, so when we came back and told my family, uh, hey, um, we want to move to Japan. We want to go be missionaries there. Um, there was, there was some hesitancy about it, like, mm-hmm. um, just because it, it is such a big deal and, um, it's, um, it's different than what I had expected for my life, what she expected for, uh, Sevi expected for her life growing up and, and different from what my parents maybe had expectations of me. So, um, and nobody that I know of in my family has ever been on the mission field. So it's just like a, uh, a massive paradigm breaker. Like, no, th- this is how, this is how life goes. Like you're born, you know, where you're born at. For me, I was born in Kansas city and my family moved here whenever I was six, it's only two and a half hours away. My grand, both sets of grandparents live within two and a half hours from here. Most of my cousins live in and around Missouri, Kansas, um, Arkansas, Oklahoma, like we all, all of our family basically just lives around here. And now we're like, well, we're gonna move to Japan. <laughs> and uh, and so they, um, you know, you'd have to ask them, but I'd say they'd have, they've had a little bit um, of a rougher time uh, just adjusting to it. And that's really what it is, it's just yeah. a time to adjust. Um, but as we've continued to have more more conversations about it and the reality of what life is going to be like has begun to set in more that, okay, we are moving. Um, there's an acceptance, uh, more of an acceptance that has come out of it. So. Yeah. And when are you actually moving over there? Um, we would like to go uh, sometime at the end of this year. Um, it really depends upon um, uh, the fundraising that um, we are asked to do to uh, work with Mustard Seed Network. And uh, so we have uh, two fundraising goals. One is um, to raise one-time support. The other is to raise uh, monthly support for uh, living in Japan because 
you know, there are no churches to like pay a church, you know, a church salary. Um, so our part in, in uh, the ministry in Japan is, is done through uh, fundraising here in the United States and uh, the abundant resources that we have um, here. So a lot of it depends on that. Um, but if I could give you like a rough window and estimate of time, I would say sometime between like October of this year and early uh, 2021, like January, February is kind of the, the window that um, that we have for, for moving to Japan. And I will put the uh, website where people can donate both on the show notes for the podcast and on, the, on my website. So either way, uh, people can uh, find it if they want to, if they uh, feel led to donate. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you. And then, um, and I know there's not a lot of Christians over there in Japan, but and I thought, but what is the predominant religion in, in Japan? Yeah, uh, so the religious landscape in Japan is very interesting. It's very unique. Um, the predominant religions are Buddhism and Shintoism. Uh, Shintoism is uh, like just kind of an ancient Japanese religion where they focus on ancestral worship. Uh, Buddhism was more of an imported religion from uh, like China and Korea and um, other Asian countries. But um, the majority of the country, um, about 70-80% practices Buddhism, Shintoism, or a combination of the two. But at the same time, um, roughly the same number of people um, in Japan, 70 to 80 percent of the population also call themselves atheists, that they don't believe in God. Um, so they, they do a lot of religious type of activities. They go to Buddhist temples, they go to Shinto shrines, um, and they leave, you know, little uh, food sacrifices for the idols there. And, and you know, they'll pray to Buddha and they'll, they'll pray to their ancestors and leave things out for their ancestors. And um, but at the same time, they say, oh, there, there really isn't any any god they'll go to religious festivals um but they they still say that they're that they're atheists they don't necessarily view it as a religious thing yeah they it's more of a cultural thing like yeah this is japan this is japanese and this is what japanese people do like we we go do the buddhist thing and we go do the 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 shinto deal and and it, it's fun you know we you know it's it's more of a um superstitious kind of thing like if if you're a university student college student and you need some help on a test like maybe you go to the buddhist temple and you know you ask for some help and and hope that you do better on your test uh, so it's more of a superstition kind of thing but so there's a so it's probably there's a lot of people there who have never even heard of jesus christ yeah correct yeah um, I think the estimate is, uh, let me look. Um, yeah, it's estimated that 95% of Japanese have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so, like Sevi said earlier, Japan's less than 1% Christian, um, and 0.5% of the population is evangelical Christian. Uh, so some measure of that other half a percent um, is Roman Catholic or however else the government defines Christian, which oftentimes includes um, 
includes Mormons. Hmm. Uh, they, they, the government typically includes uh, Mormons whenever they are counting those who are Christian okay. in, in a certain country. Mm -hmm. I see. And, uh, and of course, for, as Christians know, that's that what they believe isn't actual Christianity because the, their version of Jesus is completely different. Like they believe that Jesus was created by uh, wasn't always God, uh, that Jesus was created by God and that he's separate from God and then that God used to be a man who lived on another planet who was really good and became a God. And so their view of God is completely different than traditional Christianity. Exactly, yeah. So you know, you've got 0.5% of the population that's evangelical. And on any given week, only 0.2% of the population attends a Protestant church. So we're talking like two out of every thousand people um, go to church, 95%, never heard the gospel, about 90% don't know a Christian. So if, Gene, if you, if you went to Japan and you asked somebody in Japan who, who spoke English, a lot do, especially in Tokyo, and you said, uh, hey, have you ever heard of Jesus? They might say, what is that? Not who, but what, right? Like. I don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, and so there's like, there's no basis for understanding of who Jesus is. There's no basis of understanding for what sin is or anything like that, really. So the whole, the whole concept of, a, of God coming to earth and dying for our sins uh, must be a completely foreign concept to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, most Eastern religions, or at least all the ones that I know of anyway, it's all about what we can do, and you you earn your way into whatever their version of heaven is, and uh, where Christianity is not that at all, not based on our works, but based on Jesus. Yeah. yeah I mean, most, every religion that I, I know of besides Christianity is built on some kind of um, uh, principle of karma, right? And most religions aren't going to use that, but even even in the Mormon Church, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's the principle of reciprocity that you you reap what you sow, right? Even and and some of that's even cre uh, crept into some of the Christian Church, right? That's Where we've true. said um, God helps those who help themselves. And some people even thought like, oh, that's in the Bible. No, that's not in the Bible. You know, it that's, doesn't really have like true Christian roots. I told you know? somebody one time if they could show me, they said it was in the Bible. And I told them if they could show me where it says that in the Bible, I gave them a hundred dollars. <laughs> oh man! And they looked and looked and looked. And then they, then they said, well, where does it say it? And I said, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah this is, that's what, you know, the, there's a lot of the more you read the Bible, the more you know what it actually says. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things that aren't actually in the Bible that people put in there, and I things like that obviously does not help uh, spread true Christianity around the world when when what people do hear about Christianity isn't even correct. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so really our hope is is that by you know, moving to Japan and, and partnering with uh, Mustard Seed Network to uh, plant churches in these cities of millions of people, that by planting these churches that are focused on gospel proclamation, of getting the gospel message 
disseminated to many, many people and then um, discipling those people uh, to grow in their faith in Christ and, and to uh, know and to love the Lord and, and to share uh, that faith uh, that they have found um, with, with others that, that through these gospel-centered churches in the city that they would be a, a witness uh, for what Christ has done um, to the to the nation of Japan. I know sometimes culturally it's hard for them to come to Christianity even if they believe it. I know a, an older uh, Japanese man that uh, <clears throat> grew up in America, but when he joined Christianity, his father kicked him out of the house and told him he was a disgrace to the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the... So we have a... Mustard Seed has a church in the city of Osaka. Um, the Osaka metro area is about 19 million people and Mustard Seeds planted three churches so far in, in that metro area. But um, uh, the church in Osaka was planted in 2011. Um, and when it was planted, there was a guy named Yuma um, who was playing on, um, playing guitar, I think, in the, in the worship band. Um, but at that point, he, he wasn't a Christian. And you might say, well, what are you doing having a you know, non-Christian playing in the worship band. I was like, well, you don't have a lot to choose from because there aren't, there aren't many Christians in, in Japan anyway. And uh, it exposes him to the gospel every week. Yeah. So the person leading um, worship was definitely a Christian. You don't want to have uh, somebody leading people in Christian worship who is, um, you know, not themselves a Christian. But um, Yumo was playing guitar, but... Um, exactly like you said, he was exposed to the gospel. Um, he he became a Christian um, through the ministry of Mustard Seed, and that was like seven years ago. Now Yuma's on staff um, at uh, at the church in Osaka, and him and his wife just in this last year had a um, had a child, had their first baby, and it's a typical practice in Japan that you have a um, a, a ceremony. I think at the Buddhist temple. Um, almost like we have baby dedications at, you know, at, at churches today, or um, if you're, you know, Presbyterian or Anglican, you know, you, you um, or Methodist, and you would, you know, baptize infants um, after they're born. Uh, but it's a practice that they have to do some kind of dedication ceremony at the Buddhist temple, and their their families, um, Yuma's family and his wife's family, were expecting that they would do this, and said, well, I, actually. We're not going to do that because we're Christian, and that goes against what we believe as Christians. And uh, and their families were just appalled uh, that that they wouldn't that they wouldn't do that. And so I know that that was that was difficult for them to go through. I mean, I would imagine, and I know there's probably, I mean, when somebody accepts the gospel and and starts living it when they have that kind of opposition, then you know they really believe it. You know, you don't have a lot of... I know uh, a lot of times there are people who who I've known even who pretend to believe it for a while, hoping they'll get some money out of it or something, hoping that people will give... the church will give them money or something. But, but when somebody um, converts to Christianity, knowing that they could even possibly lose their family or lose their job... That's a real belief. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that the people in Japan and, and, and other places around the world are reading Jesus' words in the New Testament, you know, the, where he says that, that, uh, that 
he's going to divide families like brother will be against brother and 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 uh, a father will be against son um, and that if you want to be his disciple then you have to hate your father and mother right that there's going to be divisions that are caused that there's going to be suffering that we experience because of the gospel and people all around the world are reading that and they're like okay yeah we're experiencing that but it's okay because Jesus told us that this would happen you know but sometimes um, here in the states we we experience that and we're like oh Jesus like God why do you why do you hate me why am I experiencing this like I I put my faith in you how come this is causing me pain or, or suffering so it's just interesting um, our different cultural perspectives on those things. I we'll always tell every people that if they think that becoming Christian is going to make their lives easier, then they have a fundamental misunderstanding of the gospel. It'll make your life better, but it won't make it easier. No. I mean, look at a good example of that is Paul. I mean, he basically was the pillar of society. He was uh, well advanced in. Uh, in Judaism beyond people older than him and then he is converted to Christianity and instead of being a pillar of society he has people trying to kill him and he winds up being crucified mm-hmm. so you know his 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 I mean he obviously he his life was uh, more worth living because of the gospel but he but it wasn't easier you couldn't just, yeah, you couldn't stretch it enough to say that his life was easier. <laughs> right. right. That's exactly what he says in, in Philippians, right? To live is Christ, for to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Right? Because if he dies, he gets to go be with Christ. But even to go on living, even though he's in sitting in prison as he writes his letter to the Philippians, he said, it's, it's good for me that I should stay in this body and, and serve you. Um, and... You know, that's the, the kind of Christianity that the New Testament tells us to expect to experience as, as followers of Jesus. And I think a lot of it, too, I mean, I imagine at some point the gospel will take off in, in Japan and those areas, but obviously you need somebody to, they need to hear it first. But it's... Um, but I think some of them, they probably just think, well, those days... Uh, people coming over and they're just uh, just trying to teach us this, trying to make us more like Americans. And I think that's sometimes what some missionaries do. They Instead of preaching Christianity, they preach America. And but a Christianity isn't an American religion, or and Jesus obviously wasn't American. And, I mean, yes, America was founded on Christian ideals, but I think you have to be careful and not and preach the gospel without preaching your culture, mm-hmm. because you know they uh, nobody wants you to come in and say, "Okay, now you've accepted Jesus, now you have to change change your entire culture." Because you know, uh, Paul, for instance, didn't tell them that they had to do that. He told them they had to get rid of the things that were contrary to the gospel. Like, for instance, when he was in uh, when he was preaching in Rome, obviously he converted people, and he had to, and there was a lot of things in Roman culture that they had to stop doing because they were contrary to the gospel. But he didn't try to change them and make them live like Jews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, he said actually, you shouldn't become Jewish, right? Yeah. Like if you're if you're a Gentile, um, 
you shouldn't do the things to your body that mark you as being Jewish, right? You, you don't you don't have to do that. You don't have to become Jewish. And that's what the whole letter to the Galatians is about, right? Um, that no, this is, you know, this is, uh, Christianity is grounded, is rooted in the gospel, a good news of grace, of God's grace. There's not anything that we do with our, with our works um, that determines what God thinks of us. It's what Jesus did for us on the cross. What, what is one thing that, that you think is important either about yourselves or about uh, your upcoming mission that you would like everybody to know? One thing important about our upcoming mission, mm -hmm. or about your, or about yourselves, or just what's something important that you would that you want to share? You go first. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, I just think the first thing that comes to mind is that even though we are the faces of this right now it's not about us and that's whenever we were in japan that's why japan because being there being in tokyo and um looking over the city my significance felt so small like my part in this world like i i was just so aware of how small i was you know and um and that's really what I have to remind myself of and really like what I want other people to know is that we are just the boots on the ground. That's what we are. Um, so what do you think, babe? Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes when we've had conversations with people about Japan in particular and and moving there and, and different things, you know, some, one of the things that is uh, pretty common to be brought up is uh, somebody might, might maybe saying, well, you guys have a lot of courage to go do that, or, you know, it takes a lot of faith to, to go do that. And, and, and in a way, I think, you know, there's, there's maybe some aspect of that, you know, but really the, I think the way that we see it is like, like Sebi said, we're not, we're not anything special, you know. This isn't about um, the sacrifices that that we are making um, to go to do this. That you know, we're going to sell all of our stuff and move over there, and you know that it it's kind of a a scary thing. You know, it's like no, we we want to go do this because we feel like this is what the gospel has called us to. Yeah. Um, that Christ gave His very all for us, and um, that He He gave His life that He. Ex experience the the death and the and the suffering that I deserved yeah. um, so that I could be forgiven and I could be uh, found righteous and have a a relationship uh, with my with my maker and so because of that you know and that there's not anything that I've done because of that um, there's nothing that he can't ask of me and so if he asked me to do this I just want to be faithful in into what he's calling me calling us to do and so I guess my encouragement to everybody that is is listening to this is you know remind yourself that the the gospel message is for you it's not just something that we 
are to take and, and to share with our family and our coworkers and, and the people that we come across, but we should be preaching the gospel to ourselves every day because I need it every day. We all need to be reminded that we're saved by grace through faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and that because of that, you can be faithful uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit um, that lives within you um, to be faithful to whatever whatever it is that God's calling you to do. And for some of, for some of us, it's um, moving to the mission field. For others, it's supporting missionaries. Uh, and still for others, it's just being a good, faithful church member who, who serves in their church. Mm-hmm. Um, and even still for others, you know, if you have any that are listening to this podcast who um, are, uh, um, are not Christian, uh, maybe that step for you is, is realizing the sacrifice that Christ has made for you. Um, and and stepping forward in faith and taking that next step of faithfulness by putting your faith in Him, you know. Um, so I guess that that'd be my one thing um, about all of this. Seba, you mentioned there that uh, <clears throat> not being about you, that it's about Jesus, and I, you know, that's something I've actually been thinking about a lot lately. Thinking about when when um, Jesus, after His resurrection, He came and. And the apostles were out fishing, and he told them to ask them if they caught any fish, and they said no. And he told them to throw the net out on the other side of the boat, and they made a huge catch. And of course, jumped out of the boat and swam to him. And well, then uh, he told them to bring some fish, but he already had a fire going, and he already had fish cooking. So, so really, in that, he was telling them that you know he wanted them to do something but it wasn't about them and he didn't uh he was including them but it wasn't about them it was all about jesus mm-hmm. and because in fact i always tell people the whole bible everything in the bible all point everything points to jesus it's not about us or what we can do and it's not even about the bible characters in the bible it's everything points to jesus because he's what's important it's funny you say that i remember my first day of bible college that was the first, my first class. The professor gets up there and he says, the Bible is not about you. And you know, my freshman self was like mind blown. You know, just, I had always read the Bible. Like what, what is this saying about my life? What is this saying about my character? What is this saying about my next step? When it's, I should be reading the Bible saying, what is this saying about God? What is this saying about God's character? And then, how does that apply to my life? You know? So it's funny you say that, yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, being on my podcast today. And, uh, you know, and I say I'll leave those links for everybody to uh, get in contact with you or to, or to contribute if they would like to do so. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. us. Thank you. Thank you, everyone out there who's, uh, who's listening to this. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast. Please rate and review this show and share it with your friends and family. You are loved.